Hey guys, welcome to the Code Life Cymru podcast. I'm John Stockley. And I'm John Butler. Today, John and I will be chatting about fatherhood and being good role models. We'll be sharing our thoughts on what it takes to be good examples to the little people in our lives. And when we talk about being fathers, we're not just talking about biological dads, but also those of us who are adopted dads, foster dads, or simply part of a community where there are little people watching every move we make and how we behave. Once again, this is not about us having all the answers, and we will share one or two funny moments along the way and probably one or two epic failures too. So wherever you are, maybe grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back and relax for a few minutes. Let's talk life together. Today, this week, we are unpacking the subject of fatherhood and the role of dads and father figures, Hmm. aren't we, John? We are. And so I I thought, what a great way to start would be for you and I, between us, to come up with the top two uh, best and worst, or the top two good and bad fathers or father figures in the world of movies. So obviously we're going to be talking fictional characters here, uh, and because we want to finish on a high, we always want to finish on the good. Let's let's start with the bad first. So do you want to do you want to hit me with your your top one bad dad as portrayed in movies? So my top bad is gonna have to be Howard Langston from Jingle All The Way. Do you remember Arnold Schwarzenegger leaving it to Christmas Eve to get the most (laughs) wanted present that any child wanted? It's turbo time. um, (laughs) That is actually like true fact, right? That is that is that is in my top probably top five, probably not even top actually top three if I'm honest, top three Christmas films. Uh, it's definitely one of my favourites, much to many a friend, family member's disgust. In fact, so much so, my kids and my wife refuse to watch it at Christmas uh, time. But I just love it. I think it's uh, it's so bad, it's it's good. But you're right, he's a pretty bad dad because he forgets to buy his kid a Christmas present till the last minute. We've all got yeah. uh, we've all got films that we probably rather not too many people know that we like. Um, but enough said about that. Yeah, um, Mamma Mia. Um, yeah, <laughs> Mamma Mia, indeed. <laughs> Uh, how about you? What's your top bad dad? Oh well, no, you you know I have a certain love of uh, a sci-fi um, franchise of films, Star Wars, and so the, the top bad dad's got to be Darth Vader, and and I say this because any any father that chops off their son's hand has got to be a pretty bad dad, right? I I would actually probably agree with that, even even though. Uh, one of the most frustrating things as a dad is seeing your kid stretching out and trying to grab things that they shouldn't. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah. I, you're not going to take a lightsaber to him, are you? So uh, no, uh, no, I haven't got one, so that option's <laughs> gone. But uh, yeah, no, it is. That is pretty shocking, isn't it? Really, it's that, hard to come back from anyway. So uh, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> yes. Howard Lancaster and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Darth Vader. Go on then, right? Yeah. So there are top three bad ones. And I'm sure any listeners that are listening probably thinking, oh my gosh, how could you not have mentioned and then fill in the blank? So, hey, when you when you listen to this, maybe 
tag us on social media, give us a share, and let us know your top bad dad. So we're going to finish on a positive in this introduction part. You, I want you to hit me with your top good dad from a film or um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go a little bit left field here, and um, I I think one of the things that um, I'm an adoptive dad, um, so I think that's Ooh. pretty well known. So I always I always think you don't actually have to be a biological dad to be a really good dad. And Great point. I'm going to go for Ben Parker, Spider-Man's uncle. He he was an amazing dad to Peter Parker, and he invested the most important life lesson and probably most often quoted uh, quote to uh, Spider-Man when he said with great responsibility yeah. no sorry i got it wrong with great power comes great responsibility great power comes great responsibility. yeah that's very true i also understand that uncle ben cooks a mean rice in two minutes <laughs> he does, he does. <laughs> i think that might be a different uncle ben but um you're right uncle uncle ben spider-man's uncle i think that is a fair shout actually for a a top good dad i'm with you on that and any uncle who can cook rice in two minutes has got to be a great dad as well hasn't he that's... yeah that's that's true. Do you know um, one of my all-time favourite lifetime achievements is that I can cook two-minute rice in one minute fifty-eight seconds. Right. So my wow. other good dad. Yeah, I know it's good, isn't it? All the skills here. So my my top good dad. I'm going to go even more left field than yours. Stick with me here, right? So I was having to think about this, and I, I was struggling between two. So I'm going to go with my top one, and you'll you'll just never know who the second one was. My top good dad is Pongo. From 101 Dalmatians. Pongo? It's a dog. Yeah, he's the dad. Dalmatian. Yeah, he's a Dalmatian in 101 Dalmatians. He's a dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the reason... It's a dog. <laughs> into the straight face. No, no, stick with me, right? Okay. The reason he's a good dad, you. first of all, is when his kids get kidnapped and the puppies go missing. There's spoilers involved in this, by the way. If you've never seen 101 <laughs> Dalmatians, where have you been? Where have you there been? Are yeah. Uh, he... He goes out with, with, with Purdy, you know, mummy dog, and they go out and they rescue the kids. He goes across, you know, cross country, out of London into the sticks, wherever it's set, and off they go and they rescue the pups. And not only do they rescue the pups, therefore putting their own life on the line, once they find their 15 puppies, they obviously then find many, many others, which brings back 99 puppies. And so it kind of goes back into what you were saying about Uncle Ben. So Pongo not only goes out and rescues his missing pups, but when he finds all the others that are homeless and fatherless, he takes them under his wing and becomes their adopted dad dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm saying this with a no, straight face. I know. I know you are. Pongo is a good dad. That's yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. How how do you follow that? Well, as I said, if you've got any better ideas than good dads, I'm pretty sure you're not going to beat Uncle Ben and Pongo. Um, but you can prove us wrong. And so to finish off this introduction section, I found this quote, and you may well have heard it. It's a Billy Graham classic. And this quote is, it's powerful, it's meaningful, and I think it, it says all we need to say about the strength uh, of, a, of a good father. It says this, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Most unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Wow. Good quote, fantastic quote.
Yeah, John, so we're, we're obviously talking, aren't we, about fatherhood and all of that stuff today um, because later this month it's going to be uh, Father's Day. Mm. And uh, I was thinking before we, uh, before we came uh, on air, uh, we've just been through a pandemic. Uh, I, I think there'll come a point where we stop talking about this pandemic. But actually now I'm listening to like news readers and, 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 and scientists. And they're talking about not being a pandemic here in the UK anymore. It's now an epidemic. Mm. Um, and it's the biggest epidemic that we've ever faced. But I kind of almost want to argue with that a little bit. Because I think one of the biggest epidemics that we as a generation face is this mm. epidemic of fatherlessness. Mm. And there's so many of us, isn't there, in, you know, in different contexts. Now, I think we both had really good dads. But, but actually, as a generation, we are, um, uh, we, we, we just, fit, you know, so many of us feel unfathered. Mm. But actually, um, I want to turn that on its head for a moment. Being a dad is a really tough gig, isn't it? It's a really, really tough gig. Gosh, yes, yes, it is. What do you, what do you think? Just, just share what, you, what, what you think, or why you think the role of dad is so important. Mm. And that is a good question. That is a deep question, <clears throat> and you're tapping mm. into something that I'm quite passionate about, actually. Not just for my own kids, but trying to encourage um, and uh, champion, if you like, other dads and father figures. I think uh, dads and fathers are so important to families and to children and to societies because um, because of the value they bring in terms of care. And I think often, you know, mums and the ladies can often be seen as like the primary caregivers, especially traditionally, mm-hmm. even in families where dad is around, dad would often be at work and therefore he may not be absent from the home but he's sort of absent in many respects but I think actually dads have a very particular and very specific key role in in caring for kids and I don't just mean for sons and I talk as someone that hasn't got and hasn't got a son I've got two daughters but um I kind of for me it's about modeling for my daughters the kind of man I would want them to to marry I suppose in some ways that as a dad, I want to instill in my daughters a you know a level of self worth and self esteem in them. I want to show them love and care, so that when they grow older and they begin to look for a husband for themselves, that they look for someone that that continues to treat them in the in the same way that that I have and I do. Um, and I think just as you mentioned, they're like we, you know we've got our own dads, but also I I think and I reflect back on the other sort of father figures I had in my own life, whether that be grand grandparents, had a really really great like grandfather who not great grandfather but a fantastic grandfather um who again like you know real godly man um a little bit more quiet and reserved perhaps but never shied away from showing love and care and interest uh, and speaking truth into my life and in other sort of mentoring figures as well that have been there to keep me on the straight and narrow but to encourage me um and to be there sort of you know when i do make a mistake or maybe trip up either literally or um, figuratively, that they'll be there to catch me. And I think that's another role of fathers, isn't it? It's not doing everything for our kids, but it's about walking alongside them, kind of showing them the way. Then as they grow older, trying to let them do things for themselves. Um, I say this as I'm still learning myself. And then, you know, kind of being there alongside to, to champion them and support them. Um, and there's all sorts of other things we could chat about, maybe in terms of like providing and, and things like that. But yeah, I think that's the, the main one for me personally is, is giving that care and that love, building up value and self-worth in my daughters so that when they come to 
look for husbands themselves. They, they look for someone that is, is loving, is caring, is kind, is, is putting them first. What about you, John? Yeah, well, so slightly different to you. I've got one son and no mm. daughters. And yeah. um, my wife often jokes uh, with me saying that she's just so glad that I didn't have a daughter because she thinks I'd be a, a nightmare overprotective and all of that stuff. So um, so, yeah. so probably just good that I, I ended up with a son. But, you know, I so I'm not looking at the, the person that my son will marry right yet. He's, he's like seven years old. But I want to model to him uh, what being a, a, a guy, uh, a good man, looks mm. like mm. so I, I, you know I, in front of him i am very loving and supportive to my wife and i will yeah always try and bite my tongue if there's a if there's a reason why i i, I feel anything less than that to it because i want him to to know that we respect others and we particularly respect uh women and uh, all sorts of stuff mm. i mean you could just go on the list goes on and on and on with that you know so it's mm. it's a uh, you know, when we're out and about, even if I'm feeling a bit rubbish, I want to put on a good face so that, that when he's with me, he, he knows how to treat people outside and all sorts of stuff like that. So, you know, it is. I think the gig of being a dad is so tough because it's so mm. constant. It, it's pretty much 24-7. And yeah. let your guard down. And I, I just feel like my son will, will, will miss all of the good lessons that I've taught him and he will learn the one bad thing that I did. If I cut someone up and if I shout at someone while I'm behind the wheel or whatever, all of that stuff, we, we all learn the bad so much more easily than we learn the good. So I think that's why it's a tough gig. Mm. And I think for, for a lot of dads who are probably listening to this, uh, whether you're a biological dad or not whether you 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 know you're part of a community where you're a father figure mm. to kids around you so many of us can feel worn out we can feel tired we can feel like oh this is just such hard uh work so maybe just uh for a couple of minutes maybe just what what piece of advice could you give to a dad out there who's now just feeling a bit worn out a bit tired mm. he's been going at it he's trying to do everything he can what's the best thing you could say to him right now that is a great question isn't it <clears throat> i think maybe a good good place to start sometimes is is thinking about <laughs> the advice i need myself as well as the advice i can sort of give to others like as in being willing to take that advice i, I think that kind of you, you touched on the word actually there community I think that's it. It's like being being a dad can be can be lonely, even when you're like in a stable, either married or cohabiting relationship where you're living with your your partner, living with uh, with your wife. Um, it can still be lonely then, but especially if you're, I suppose, a single dad or a separated dad, even more so. And so my advice would be is 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 don't do it alone. Get some get some friends around you. Get some other guys alongside you you know join in with maybe with some of the cvm cymru stuff we do on mates on a monday or find a, a who let the dads out group that's near you if you happen to be in the aberystwyth area slight plug here but we've got abba dads here which is a group i lead again because i'm passionate about encouraging and empowering other dads and part of that comes through connecting them with with other dads together so they can share stories and share moments of challenge and weaknesses a few years ago when i first became a dad 
like you were just saying, it's, it's a bit overwhelming. And you're like, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I'm not sure where, where I'm going to get all the answers. Oh, I know. I could speak to some other dads because they'll have had other experiences. Their kids might be older than me. So I've got stuff I can learn from them. And so I started this little group called Donuts for Dads, where basically I got a group of guys together uh, from, from church, um, but it was open to anyone. And the, the the idea was I was going to bring and buy them all donuts. And then I was going to, you know, we were going to chat about fatherhood, the challenges, uh, the mistakes maybe we've made. And then I was going to learn from their mistakes as they're sharing stories. And equally, they can learn from my mistakes. And I think that is a real strength. And I think that is a great way. If you're a dad needing support, it's find a group like that. Get in touch with, with John or myself as well. If you need some help connecting with a group like that, we'd love to support you and cheer you on in that. But yeah, community and connecting with other dads. So you're not doing it on your own. That's my, that's my piece of advice. Have you got any for us, John? Yeah, I think, um, I think one of the things I've learned, particularly over the last year, where we've we've actually ended up spending a lot more time together as families, haven't we? And mm. uh, the best version of me is when I am walking closely with Jesus. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, I. I've always been passionate about my relationship with God. I've always been so grateful for what, what God has done for us. Mm. But in the last 12 months, I think what I realize is that my investment in my own personal relationship with Jesus Christ yeah. means that then I become a much, much better person generally. Therefore, I'm a better father and yeah. I'm a better husband and, uh, and the whole thing works so much, so much better. Um, I've got to be honest, uh, and this is just, I think a lot of guys out there are going to empathize with this. Mm. I am rubbish. I am totally rubbish at keeping it together on my own. I just mm. can't do it. Yeah. And I think, um, so So for me, I would say, guys, if you're worn out, if you're frustrated, if you're struggling, um, be part of a group of guys as John mm. has said I mean that's like absolutely imperative but be part yeah. of a group of guys that will help you um, discover maybe for the first time or to discover for the zillionth time how great it is to have Jesus in your life and how yeah. much of a difference that makes yeah. I think God wants us to be good dads because he's the ultimate good dad and yeah. um, and actually um, we say it often don't we that we are the, the the only Bible that that other people will often mm. read. Yeah. Sometimes we're the only Bible that our kids will will read as yeah, well. So we want to be a good dad that points our kids to God, um, and the only way we can do that is by really investing um, mm. in our own relationship. It's a little bit like being on an aeroplane, isn't it? It's plummeting into the sea. Yeah. And they always say the first thing you do is put the oxygen mask on yourself. Then you can help. Uh, your family by your side mm -hmm. and and I think investing in our relationship with Jesus is like putting the, putting the oxygen mask on and then we are yeah. we're good to go we're good to be the best dads that we can be mm -hmm. it's impossible any other way I think so that would be that would that's be what yeah I would say. that's really good that's interesting because th just this this week in preparation for this I was reflecting uh, <clears throat> on yeah, some verses in the Bible that talks about God as Father. And the one that stuck out to me and the one that keeps coming back to my mind is in John 5, where Jesus says, and it's quite a well-known one, where Jesus says, uh, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. And obviously that's true as to 
to what Jesus was doing. He was he was God on earth, wasn't he? He was God as man. Mm. Um, but he was also here to, to teach and to demonstrate, and to show us both the Father's love for us by going to the cross, but also to show us the way in which God wants us to live. But also it shows and demonstrates, doesn't it, the, the Father's love for us. But as I was reflecting on that, yeah, that's that, that's good. That's a great way in which for us as, as Christian guys to live, isn't it, is recognising that actually we want to be doing what we see God doing, what we see Jesus doing, what we see them teaching us through the word and through prayer and relationship and intimacy with him. But also there's a bit of a kicker that comes with it because it talks about the son, um, whatever the father does, the son also does. And that just made me think for a moment, hang on a minute, my kids are always watching me. Like I don't have sons, but I have daughters, as I've already said. My kids are watching me. They're going to see what I do, both in terms of my faith, my relationship with Jesus, but also in every other area of my life, like you were just saying. And so actually they're going to replicate that and take on those habits and those behaviours I have, good and bad. Um, and it kind of comes down to a bit of that do as I do, not as I say, maybe as well sometimes, is that we need to be good role models for our children. And the way that we're the best role models is by modelling the love, the grace, the patience of Jesus, because he's modelling the same that the Father has, and that's how God feels about us. And so, um, yeah, for me, that verse has been really um, sort of resting well in my spirit in a challenging way, but also in a encouraging, stretching way. That's John 5, verse 19. It's, it's a great one. Brilliant. Well, I think in a, in a moment or so, we are going to move on to some of the pitfalls where we trip up and uh, as ever I think both John and I will be as honest as we possibly can so we're just talking about pitfalls of fathering and the pitfalls of fatherhood and I'm just thinking like sometimes I can switch off quite easily in a conversation with my kids Perhaps like it's that classic after school, I'm saying, oh, how was your day? Expecting either a short answer or a brief answer. And then I get stuck in a story um, that they want to tell me about. And at first I'm interested, I'm engaged. And then very quickly, my mind can begin to wonder if I'm not sure where the story's going or the point of it. And so I can begin to switch off and disengage from that conversation. Um, not necessarily overtly and obviously, but that's something. And then you kind of get to the end of the story and you're like, oh man, I missed, I missed that point. I missed that moment. Um, and you know you can't get missed moments back sometimes and equally I don't want to miss those moments to the point where my kids begin to notice too much and think what's the point dad's going to switch off so I think it's being completely engaged in those conversations or choosing to start those conversations at times when I'm a bit more engaged anyway when I haven't got anything else going on so I'm giving them my full attention before I start a conversation that I have no intention of finishing what about yourself John? Yeah, I think it's it's not a million miles away from that. And I, I think for all the guys out there that are listening, they'll be thinking the same as we are. Um, I, for me, one of the biggest pitfalls I've had historically is um, I, I think I've always been a little bit fluid with work. Uh, a lot of my work has not even just in the last 12 months, but historically has been working from home. Mm. And, uh, and I can sit in the living room with a laptop on my on my lap or 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 with another device in my hand and and then my son walks in and he looks at me he looks toward me uh, for a point of connection but because I'm on my laptop and because I'm focusing on work or whatever it is and I do get lost in that 
yeah. I don't notice that he's looked at me for a a point of connection, and then that moment's gone. He he either stays in the room but gets on with something else, or he walks out of that room feeling that, well, for Dad, his laptop was more important than yeah. than I am, you know. Um, and uh, I have addressed that in recent times because uh, my wife, bless her cotton socks, has helped me to uh, to understand. <laughs> what i'm doing there she's sharpening um, you is she she's sharpening sharpening me yeah um and what i do now is he walks in and mm. i will i will close the lid on my laptop nice. and i will look up and i will say you know kieran how are you doing what you know whatever it is that the connection is and we'll have that moment and uh, and he knows that now he he is more important than anything else and i for me, that's exactly what we're looking to God for, isn't it? You know, it's saying every time we cry out to God, we're waiting for his answer because actually what we what we want to believe about God is that we are the apple of his eye, that we are the most important thing to him. And um, and as I said earlier, um, for I, I think for my son, um, you know, he... Uh, he has a bunch of challenges, and one mm. of which is he, he he's unable to go off and read the Bible for himself. He he won't he won't be able to do that right now. So who is it that he's going to get that from? He's going to get that from his dad and from his mam. Mm. So um, yeah, that's um, the pitfall. That and there's a whole range of other pitfalls, yeah. isn't there? You know, it's anger. It's it's wanting to be out with uh, out doing your own things pursuing your own hobbies i mean we could go on the list impatience. is is yeah. impatience yeah i mean the list is endless isn't it and um and we're not trying to set i, I don't think we're trying to set ourselves up to be superheroes um yeah. we're not trying to set we're not trying to put that bar to an unattainable level but actually we do need to um you know uh, know that we are blessed i, I think to have children and families within our community whether ours or whether they're extended um and um yeah uh, you know we want to acknowledge where the pitfalls are and 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 Mm. put that right don't we yeah um i'm gonna just chuck a question in that i think is um uh is i think is a little bit important here and i don't want to miss this um the lost art of celebration mm. now you do who let the dads out yeah. right and in normal times when you can get together and you can you know be in a in a room or in an area together you're doing stuff together standing shoulder to shoulder with other dads yeah. you must see a whole bunch of stuff in those dads that you just want to say oh i love that I lo-, and and you can celebrate seeing those dads with their yeah. kids um yeah. For sure. Do you want to just say? Yeah, well, just like that time and focus and energy and just that that moment where they're building building something with their hands like origami or Lego, but they're also building something with their hearts and their minds. They're building memories that as the dad's playing with the child and the child's playing with their dads, maybe they're having a conversation together. You see, it's, it's a special moment where, like I said, they're constructing something with their hands, but they're also constructing memories and quality time. And just that attention and that focus without the distractions, um, yeah, it's just great to watch. And also see a room full of full of dads or a, an area full of dads together, giving their, their kids their all, like cheering them on, like some of the online stuff we've done with like quizzes and games. And yeah, again, just seeing like 
kids running off around the houses trying to grab stuff to bring it back to the screen and the dad's getting involved and being willing to dress up and come up with silly sort of team names again. It's just the dads having fun with their kids and, and being fun. And I think being a dad, it, it should be fun. It can be fun. Yeah. Um, as well as challenging, as well as difficult. There, there are moments of fun and moments of, of joy. So celebrate those. Celebrate the wins. Um, sharing those wins. Yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 so I wanted to say on the back of that, guys, if you're listening to this and um, uh, and you're thinking, oh, this is really tough, this gig. Um, mm-hmm. Look, you know, just anything that, that, that we do with our kids. I mean, our kids think we're the best thing. That's not going to last forever, is it? But no. right now, they too think we're the best thing. And uh, and I know that, uh, as John's ex- described there, and, I, and me with, with in other situations with guys, um, I just love seeing how um, how fathers are really engaging with their kids. And, and that's the whole biblical message, turning mm. the hearts of fathers back to their children and children back yeah. to their fathers. Um, we love seeing all this stuff happen. So uh, yeah. let's celebrate. Uh, when we see great fathering out there. So just as we come into close, I recently came across um, a report put together by the Fatherhood Institute uh, on the web. Um, and this is a great report. They, they surveyed sort of 2,000 or so dads about their lockdown experiences. And so actually, as difficult and as challenging lockdown has been for for all of us and many of us in, in a variety of different ways, there are some positives that have come out of the lockdown in terms of the role of dad and fatherhood. Now, the, the, the positives I'm going to list in just a moment, but you know, th- these positives, they don't take away from the struggles and the challenges that some dads would have experienced during lockdown, especially perhaps single or separated dads where you probably saw less of your, your child because they weren't in your home as much or you weren't free to go and see them as easily. Or maybe dads that were and our key workers who would have been working extra hours and longer hours and more complicated hours as well. And so there have been challenges for dads in this season. But actually, I want to try and finish on some of the positives that, that dads have reported um, through this survey and some of the, the wins that, that they have experienced as a result of lockdown. And so we've got things here like a number of dads or you know, a vast percentage of the dads on this survey said they spent more time with their children. I mean, straight away, that's a win. Spending time with kids is, is a great thing. Uh, again, another positive, building stronger relationships with their kids. It's not just being spending time with them, but actually getting to know their kids better and their kids getting to know their dads better. More and more dads have been helping with homeschooling and the homework of the kids. It's something I've experienced myself. It wouldn't necessarily have been my first choice, but actually those moments, they're going to be precious in the future. When I look back and I, yeah, I see through the challenges of trying to be a teacher to two daughters, actually, that was some real quality time and some real time I got to spend them, which I wouldn't have ordinarily. And I think that's something we can take away as a, as a good thing. Many dads said they grew or got better at parenting, learning on the job. That's the only way to do this, right? Um, and so that's another great win. Well done, dads, as you're learning, as you're growing at being a dad and being a parent, well done. Uh, again, many dads um, said that they grew in confidence with their kids but also gained greater insights into their um, partners' caring roles as well. That's another big win, isn't it, for relationships, is understanding your your role, but also understanding some of the strains and pressures your, your partner's under in terms of their caring role and juggling everything else. And so being a better unit, being a better team. 
and a number of dads as well said that they had done more and were invo more involved in the housework as well. I'm sure many people listening to this will be cheering and some may be jeering. But those are some great positives. Um, and so uh, I just want to yeah, commend the dads that have maybe had some of those experiences as much as the challenges and the struggles have been there. Let's celebrate those wins and be grateful that actually as dads, some of these things are true for us and that we're able to say as a result of lockdown, there's some positives. And maybe want to look forward as to how we can keep some of these positives going. I know a number of dads continue to work from home, but now employers more than ever are going to be flexible around maybe your working hours or some of your working roles. So now is an opportunity to take advantage of that maybe and be a bit more um, deliberate and intentional in spending time at home, spending time with your kids, growing in confidence and growing in relationship with them. Yeah, thanks for that, John. I mean, that, that's looking down that list, there's a number of uh, things in there that I, I know have resonate with me, um, not least doing more housework, to be fair. <laughs> um, guys, uh, we want to resource you and we want to uh, encourage you. So if you, wanna, if you want any more information about any of this, or if you want to dig deeper, um, and discover more. Can we recommend the Founding Fathers resource from CVM? Um, it's written by uh, Nathan Blackaby, but it's also got a load of contributors from uh, from guys who are uh, involved in fathering, whether they are biological fathers or whether they are not. So we're not, again, we're gonna re-emphasize this, uh, that if you are a man, uh, if you are part of a community, you have an opportunity uh, to be a father, whether that's a physical father or a spiritual father to kids around you. Yeah. So you can get this uh, resource from the CVM website, cvm.org.uk. Um, and I just really encourage you to dig deeper into this. We just want to create a world where we, as guys, are, are being a solution to the to, to the needs of, of children all around us, good fathers, mm. physical mm. and spiritual. Very good. John, this has been fascinating today. I've, I've really enjoyed talking this through. Thanks for all your insights. And uh, yeah, let's hope the guys out there uh, are as encouraged as we are from, yeah. from this. Definitely. It's been super good. Great to chat with you. I'm going to go off and eat some rice and watch 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. And remember, with great power, comes great responsibility well guys that's it for this month thank you for listening to the code life cymru podcast we really do appreciate all the support that you give us and it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you so please do remember to head across to our youtube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already and please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much. Diochen Vaur Yaun.